0: to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. adventurers welcome back this is the elder scrolls lore cast and i am your host tom or robots and i'm i have to apologize first off for missing last week i don't ever like to miss a week but things have been kind of uh a little bit more exciting i guess you could say than uh usually you want them <laughs> that's to one way to put it <laughs> that's one way to put it uh, around my parts uh my my father has been in the hospital and so uh Things have been, (laughs) like I said, a little a little bit more exciting. He he actually had a a, what was going to be a quadruple bypass became fortunately a triple bypass. It wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. It was a surprise. He didn't have a heart attack or anything, but the doctors were like, we should probably get you checked out. And that became kind of an emergency procedure. So we were planning to do a podcast and then all of a sudden i was like uh nope no podcast tonight and then that became a few days of uh stressful you know like oh gosh this is uh not what i expected to do for these few days so
1: yeah i mean to you to to your defense i was gonna say even after the initial thing is behind you that doesn't mean that it It's just suddenly like, well, stress free, nothing to worry about now. It's like, yeah, being in a headspace to talk about fictional stuff is probably not great when you have something like that going on. Right, right. But
0: fortunately, I actually got to talk to him today. It's been the first time in the last week I've had a chance to talk to him. I've been in, in contact with my mom. Everything's actually going very well. Uh, the doctors uh, say that he's recovering very well. He's in uh, rehab at the hospital. They're walking him around. He's he's out of breath to have conversations and things, but he's doing a lot better. So thank you to all the kind words, all the positive thoughts, all the all the prayers, all the all the things that any of you guys have done to say you know hey you're thinking about me or any of that stuff. Thank you very, very much. Um, I do appreciate it. So Um, and for your patience on getting this episode out, Lotus and I were planning to talk about this last week and we just didn't get a chance. But this is a very exciting episode. We've been wanting to talk about this. So Lotus... Uh, oh by the way Lotus is here he's uh, he's the co-host True.
1: hey hi. hi Lotus how you doing Hey what's up how's, how's, how's it going <laughs> How's
0: it going how's it going um so uh, we were talking recently about uh, the fact that i've I've been catching up on the stuff going on in the Elder Scrolls online and have finished up the previous year of content and then catching up on this year's stuff content going on for the Deadlands and all that stuff coming up and So let's just start this off by saying, if you haven't finished up the Dark Heart of Skyrim content from last year, there may be some spoilers. We're not going into the story so much as as we're discussing details about what the actual Dark dark Heart of Skyrim might have to do with the lore. And And what it could kind of mean. What it could actually mean. So... You may want to be a little bit hands off on this episode if that's going to be spoilery to you. Um, If you don't care about that kind of thing and you're just going to work through the content anyway, then don't worry about it. If you've already played through that content, don't worry about it. But just putting that out there in the beginning. That's usually why we wait a good year to cover anything, to give people time to play through that. Also, that content has gone on sale recently. It's been a few weeks since it went on sale. You may have already played through it if you picked it up. So... There, that's the that's the disclaimer at the beginning. So let's dive into this. What is the topic? Well, it's not specifically the Dark Heart of Skyrim. It is what the Dark Heart of Skyrim may actually be tapping into, and that is the concept of the void. Because this this is a nebulous concept, Lotus. This is this is something that a lot of things point to, and we we dance around it a lot in the lore, and. When we talk about the void, and, and I just want to set this up because we're going to have to kind of come at this from a lot of different angles. And I, I've done some more research around this. We've talked about this in a lot of different ways. And at the very beginning of this podcast, I discuss Anu and Padame, right? The origins of everything and the fact that they came from what seems to be the void and they were the two personalities the two beings that emerged from the void like stasis and this creative spirit and chaos and and order and like these concepts that kind of erupted from the void and how that may have actually worked and there's these theories with the altmer as to this idea of how that may have worked And then if you come at it from a different angle, you've got this concept of Sithis, which may be connected to Padme and the Dark Brotherhood like to worship Sithis and they consider Sithis to be intimately connected either to Padme or the void itself. All of these things kind of get mushed together, right? And this idea that they are sending the souls back to the void, not to oblivion, not to the little void which oblivion is sometimes (laughs) called the void right not to the void of the you know the the realms of the daedric princes but to the capital v void at the beginning of everything or beyond the realm of the
1: of the adra right which is also interesting to think because like a lot of times you know nords would want to be going to sovereign guard or right. red guards to the far shores and it's like this isn't that either right the realm of
0: aetherius like... which is, seems to be the outer if you have everything's kind of these
1: circles within circles
0: like the outer circle shell of everything and yet exactly. somehow the void is out beyond that outer shell potentially um so okay so is padme sithis are they the same things are they Intimately more connected to the void than Anu and the Adra. These concepts of like Anuic spirits and Padamaic spirits. Like there, are different thinkings about that. I've covered some of that in the past. Um, and then, then you even have Lorcan and this concept of Lorcan being connected more with Padame and Sithis than with the Adric spirits. And so, in order to just start us off down this path. Let's talk about a little book called Sithis. And this book comes from originally from Morrowind. And so it's got it's got a specific author's uh, flavor to it. Uh, one of your favorite authors, Lotus. <laughs> uh, and I don't know for sure, but it, when I read this, it it sounds a lot like Kirkbridean writing to me. So let's just read through it and let me know what you think. So, this is called Sithis, text detailing an apparent connection between Sithis and Lorcon. Now, reminder the void spawned Anu and Padme. Padme and Sithis may be analogous. Padme may have spawned Sithis. Sithis may have spawned Lorcon. We don't know. These are just theories, right? But this document then says this Sithis is the start of the house before him there was nothing so in this concept Sithis is Padme but the foolish Altmer have names for and revere this nothing that is because they are lazy slaves indeed from the sermons this is Vivek's sermons Stasis asks merely for itself which is nothing
1: Stasis meaning the void I believe I that's how I would take it too. is st- stasis is like on. I mean, the idea is unchanging, so it is happy would, to be unchanging. It right. wants it wants for nothing. Right. Right. Sithis
0: sundered from nothing and mutated the parts fashioned. Uh, I'm sorry, fashioning from them a myriad of possibilities. These ideas ebbed and flowed and faded away. And this is how it should have been. One idea, however, became jealous and did not want to die. Like the stasis, he wanted to last. This was the demon Anuiel, so Anu became Anuiel, right? Yep. Who made friends, and they called themselves the Adra. They enslaved everything that Sithis had made and created realms of everlasting imperfection. Thus, are the Aedra the false gods—that is, illusion. So everything that Aedra made is imperfect and an illusion. Only thing that is whole and perfect is Stasis, Sifis itself. <laughs> right? That yeah, seems I, to be where this that's, is going. Right? That's yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Even that's, the things that Sifis makes are fleeting and go back to the void and are are nothing at all. Ultimately, are unchanging and and become nothing. Um, so Sithis begot Lorcan and sent him to destroy the universe. Lorcan! Exclamation mark! Unstable mutant! Exclamation mark! Lorcan had found the Adric weakness. While each rebel was, by their nature, immeasurable, the rebels being the Adra, they were, through jealousy and vanity, also separate from each other. So that each of the Aedra were separate. They were distinct. They each have the different powers and abilities, different realms of control, right? They were also unwilling to go back to the nothing of before. So while they ruled their false domains or dominions, Lorkhan filled the void with a myriad of new ideas. So this this lends itself to the concept that he gave them this idea of working together to build something cohesive rather than just being, right? Right. Um, These ideas were legion. Soon it seemed that Lorcan had a dominion of his own. So he had them build his idea, right? The world. Nern, With slaves and everlasting imperfections. And he deemed, and he seemed for all the world, like an Adra. Right. But he wasn't because he did not come from the same source. He came from. Exactly. This is, he's this is the he's whole concept still separate. This. He's still separate from them, but he's he is not in Adra. Um, Thus he, did he present himself as such to the demon Anui El, and the eight givers as a friend. So Anui El spawned Akatosh, right? Or was yep. Akatosh. This is all very debatable. And the eight givers, the other Adra. And, and seemed as a friend. And then the line, go unto... The Sharmat Dagoth Ur as a friend. This is from Morrowind. So this ties into some of the the game concepts and ideas. I was going
1: to say this, this is starting
0: to get very Morrowindy. Right, right. And then the line, and this is old Elnofex, probably. And it says A, A A-E, Hermamora, Woo. Forbidden knowledge, probably, right? Yeah. It's got to be the forbidden knowledge area. Yeah. Forbidden knowledge. Alta one word, translates to something. Padhome, which probably means Padame. Lakan, probably means Lorcan. Ae again, Ae. Ai, Ai. So let me let me read that last line again. A Hermamora Alta Padhome, Padhomei Lakan Ai whatever that last line means is probably very important okay so before we dig into the last line because there are some there is some speculation online as to what that last bit of text means what do you think about this what do you think about this concept
1: so it is i mean it kind of i guess the, the the big thing that i always think of when relating to the void unless you're talking about like Back about the creation of everything with Anu and Padame, the big mm. thing that you get most from the games involving the void is when you're dealing with the Dark Brotherhood, yes. or or the Shadow Scales. I, I was going to say who are in the Dark Brotherhood, but they're just like super cool Argonians. Um, they don't <laughs> right. they also don't really get a choice in the, set, in the matter. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, they're just cool guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say born under the serpent. That's <laughs> just, it was chosen for you. But um, the thing about that relating to the whole idea of stillness which I, I find kind of fascinating is the idea to the dark brotherhood is that their thing is always sending people back to the void. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what is the ultimate way of causing stillness? Okay. Being dead. Like it doesn't get any more right. non functional still quiet. Like that is the pinnacle of there's nothing happening because you've ceased to be at that point. And the whole idea to them is to set these people, well, their contracts back to the void. So it kind of like plays into itself. And you you're I mean, assuming you actually do the quest lines to the game, um, they they definitely play into that. And and the one thing about that that I really actually kind of wanted to mention, just because it was just where my mind went, um, in regards to I guess. Spoilers on a potential way to do the Dark Brotherhood stories. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is a little weird because you don't the game doesn't really make you play this way. But this is one of the alternate ways you can play is um, some of the games. I won't mention which ones necessarily just to keep it vague, but still get my point across is you're dealing with other Dark Brotherhood members who are too ambitious, doing their own thing too much, uh, whatever the case may be. It happens several times. The dark brotherhood tends to get a little stabby on themselves at some point, which is funny because again, in this grand scheme of things, it's when there's too much movement, so to speak, even in the dark brotherhood, it needs to kind of be brought down. Like you, you, they silence that, that area and everything like that. So it's almost like, being too active outside your given role in the Dark Brotherhood is also a problem that kind of needs to be sent back to the void um, Mm -hmm. for various reasons throughout the different games. But it is interesting because um, in one of the games specifically, the uh, alternate thing could be just eliminating the Dark Brotherhood. You don't need to work with them at all, even if you start to work with them. So it's kind of ironic that it seems like by eliminating the group who sends people back to the void, you're also contributing to being what the dark brotherhood is doing. It's just on different targets than they might've intended. So it's almost like any type of conflict that ends in deaths death, you could totally find a way of bringing it back to this is what Sithis wants. Right. Right. You know, there's almost no way to logically, well, you can logically talk any situation into it being a benefit to like, no, this is set this plan. What are you talking about? Clearly this is, this is needs to be what happens. (laughs) And, and you're kind of like looped into this, whether you try to fight it or not, it it all kind of loops back into it. So it's one of those, you can't really prove the thing wrong because it happens to. Like anything you do also contributes to it, so it's like a, a weird self fulfilling prophecy when it comes to that. Right. My big
0: question is: we know that spirits go back to, I mean we've talked about what happens to souls. We've talked about right. the, um <laughs> We've talked about the the um, <laughs> the spirit railroad uh, communication system, like uh, yes. in the previous episode. Um, previous episode, we talked about <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about um, souls going back to uh, Ethereus. Potentially, we've talked. To we've talked about um, souls being gathered up by different Daedric lords for whatever yep. reason they seem to have a want of them. Right. Um, the concept that the soul actually goes all the way back to the void somehow and gets potentially erased or sent into the chaos and then stillness and removed from Nerm, from it. Like it's a much more erased? final sounding thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like then, like how that happens.
1: I don't think we have any clarity on that at all. And right. How, how that, and yeah. Like it, it's interesting at that point, because then like, I was just trying to make the point of like, Oh, it kind of all becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but throughout the games at the same time, we oftentimes communicate with the dead or spirits mm-hmm. or whatever. So, or in some games you literally go to sovereign guard or the far shores. Like that's also a thing. So, to your point, it's interesting that the objective may be oftentimes to send, send these souls to the void, but like, are these other, uh, post-life things, roadblocks that would keep people from the void? Or is it like an alternative to the void? It's, it's an interesting idea that it's like, how do they relate to each other? Like how do you skip past one to get to the other? Or how do you get, from one to
0: the other, like well, my, my big question is the methodology for getting a soul to the void. Yeah, is is, is a question. So, and and I have some theories here. I want to I want to okay. just lay out some some thoughts. Um, so we have, I think there are some players that may have something to do with this, and I don't quite understand the the actual function of how say a dark brotherhood member sends a soul to the void unless something like the blade of woe is magically enchanted to do so you know something like that could happen sure um, or maybe or maybe the um uh, the ritual that summons maybe the ritual like that. the tying somebody's spirit to uh you know be uh singled out and their death then
1: commanding their soul to a certain point maybe yeah, right. that can make sense and, and without getting like too off track the one thing that has always been interesting is uh the dark brotherhood although they're kind of religious zeality, mm. um the bottom line <laughs> as it so often is is money uh, <laughs> because you pay for these right. contracts to be carried out but there's obviously something more than a business aspect to it because in terms of the culty manner by doing the uh, Black Sacrament—that's what it's called, correct? The, uh, I yeah, I believe
0: it. so. That sounds right.
1: I, I, yeah, I, and if we're wrong, so, somebody's
0: going to yell at us. So we'll, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll sure. Us know. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, Dark by, Sacrament, by, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so by doing the ritual um, to summon them, it actually summons them. So, like they become mm-hmm. aware of it. So there's something more than just something hey, is here's happening. an envelope with a bunch of septums in it. Right. You, you want to kill this person for me? Like the communication is there without them necessarily needing to communicate in person like the, the, the right. signal is sent via some other means um because of that ritual right and um
0: the concept of the uh the dread father the uh the dark brotherhood's um uh the mother the um oh the night mother the night mother the dread father they they commu- they actually do communicate in some method Like, there's something going on there with those figures. Who those figures actually are, there's speculation about that. It seems that Sithis himself is the Dreadfather. If that is the same Sithis as Padme, then maybe that's that's a connection there. Now, who the Nightmother actually is, there's speculation about that as well. So, here, I'm going to lay some stuff out. Because I think this may have some tie-in to the... Uh, the void itself and to the dark heart. So let's get into what the dark heart is and how that plays out. The black sacrament. Thank you, chef in chat says black sacrament.
1: Yeah, it's black sacrament. So
0: there you go. Thank you. Yep. So, uh, okay. So, this is this is a summary from the UESP. Go to UES, go to the UESP.net. They have a podcast as well. It's on the Robust Radio Network. You can go listen to them. It's awesome. Um, but from the article about the Dark Heart of Skyrim, it says here the Dark Heart, also known as the Frightful Heart, is an ancient uh, is an artifact associated with Namira. And this comes up during the story quest, but it's it's not it's not strongly noted. But it is noted uh, through some of the cultural interpretations. Of Lorkhan, specifically Lork or Lorkaj, physically appearing as a sphere of darkness surrounded by a radiant aquamarine corona. It is a piece of primal void trapped on Nern that warps existence around it. According to the ancient Khajiit, Namira became a shadowy imitation of Lorkhan's heart, while Reach belief holds that the darkness left his heart after his sacrifice for the creation of the realm of flesh. Regardless, Lorcan's real heart was flung towards what is now Vardenfell and created the Red Mountain, as we've discussed before. While the red, while the dark heart found its way into the depths of Blackreach and remains under the influence of Namira. So Namira plays a big big role with this and way back when we when i started the, this podcast we had an episode of course on each of the daedric princes and namira and so let's remind you guys about namira the the daedric prince whose sphere is the ancient darkness she is also known as the lady of decay the spirit daedra and the goddess of the dark namira is the ruler of sundry dark the, sh- the shadowy spirits and often associated with slugs spiders and other things that inspire mortals with instinctive revulsion through the symbol of a bat is featured on her emblem. The Khajiit believe that all creatures who feed on rotten flesh are her spies. She is the Daedric Prince of Spirits and Shadows, as well as the patron of vermin and squalor. Um, and then it goes on. It says that uh, mortals who became ensnared by this spirit are tortured until they forgot who they were and known only and know only Namira. Ancient Khajiit know, knew her as an urge. Erdra. <laughs> yeah, the, an Erdra. That's the it's phrase, Like an right? original Daedra. Right. A term also used to describe Nocturnal. It implies that the owner of the title is the oldest and most powerful of the Daedric princes. Oh, there you go. Interesting, right? Also, Hermaeus Mora is similar, similarly called an Erddaedra. Correct. Who is elder than Aedra. Namira's followers and the priesthood of Arkay have clashed in the past. So there are some interesting things going on here. Um, also, several Reachman clans pay reverence to Namira. Some tribes call Namira the children's god because she is the mistress of small pets pests. <laughs> and to the Khajiit, she is known as Namira with two eyes, the Great Darkness, the Eldest Spirit, and the Void. So we've got, we've got something going on here with Namira. It seems to me that she's not just a quote-unquote normal Daedra. That there's actually something going on here with Namira. And I wouldn't be surprised. And, and I do know that that she there are some theories here that she may be related to the Night Mother. And if there's something going on with a connection between Namira being one of the eldest of the Daedric spirits. And being the Night Mother connected with Consuming and and claiming these souls, and connected to Sithis and the void, that all really lines up really well. And Lorcan, do you see all of that? It, and it, imitating Lorcan's heart, and right. then bringing forth that power into the
1: dark heart of Skyrim. That seems that seems like almost too coincidental. I was going to say it's almost too coincidental is that they wouldn't line up in some way. I think that there's something going on here.
0: Um, that's that's my like, hey, what's what's going on here? we just throwing it out there in the world. <laughs> kind yeah. of kind of theory. What do you think about that right now? Like, well, just off the top of your head
1: the the big thing is to your point like it really is like that is a big coincidence if those things just happen to line up like that like it seems like there needs to be something more to that which i don't know i mean i i it sounds plausible to me like i i think you might be onto something i could definitely see that being a direction of how this all works yeah, I think there's definitely some connection there. So, yeah. yeah. So tell you what,
0: we've got some more to discuss. We have also have that, that final line in the Sithis short story to yes. uncover. And that, of course, brings up her as well, who is one of the Urdra potentially. So we're going to go into that after the break. But we have to go thank our, our uh, patrons. And so we'll be right back.
2: The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire and every one a sign.
0: Are you an avid player of the Elder Scrolls Online and looking to take your game to that next level? Well, the Red Diamond Courier Podcast is here to help. I'm Bob Chichinski,
2: and I'm Dogbark24.
0: We are two experienced players aiming to help others learn and improve through in-game knowledge and references. From PvE, to PvP,
2: and everything in between sure to be something for you in the red diamond courier we
1: We hope hope you you check check us out out. thanks
0: so this is super exciting because we have two new patrons this week to call out we have alex b and chef s thank you for signing up on the patreon wait welcome aboard i hope you guys are enjoying your new ad free episodes and um your early episodes you'll be getting this episode early so Welcome aboard. And um, thank you to all of our patrons, including our tier five patrons, Daniel O and Noodle Al Dente. And we've got our let's see, we've got our patron episode coming up very soon in next just, week, I believe. Uh, Just uh, two weeks. Oh, no, two so weeks. The two 28th. Weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right before Halloween. Right
0: before Halloween on the 28th. So if you'd like to join us, then check out the Patreon. And also, if we've done anything to help you get through your workday or your you know, driving to work or your workout or your and I mentioned this on another episode cleaning of your dog or your <laughs> or your werewolf, because I mean, you have a dog. I have dogs. It's true. Dogs. She's sleeping in the background right now. Yeah. Dogs. Uh, my dog had poopy problems today while I was <laughs> streaming this morning and I got done streaming. I walked in the other room and I'm like, why does it smell? And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's a shame. Poopy problems. So if, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to put a podcast on in the background while you're cleaning up the poopy problems. So yep. if uh, if we help you out with that and you know keep your mind on things that are more more interesting to think about than poopy problems then go check out patreon.com slash elders elders girls lore cast because you know what a sell you know sometimes we just gotta you just gotta help help a person out you know we help you out you help us out and uh by the way reminder there's some cool shirts on there that are limited edition you'll never get them once they're off off there they, they go out to you guys every three months if you are a patron tier four or higher you'll get shirts tier three get stickers and once those designs are gone they are gone and they'll never be up on the on the store in fact Lotus and I will never even get them you guys are getting them because you're crazy. patrons I wish I, I wish I could get them I, I, I can't because I'm not a patron I could <laughs> I guess I could be a patron of you're my own Patreon show.
1: yourself I suppose mm. <laughs> that's a weird mm. situation to be in I could do it though I'll
0: think about that uh, but anyway go go check that stuff out thank you again to all of our patrons you guys are amazing and um uh, Lotus, you want to talk about your, your stuff coming up for, uh, sure. Your charity yeah. stuff? Because that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's a, that's a big deal. That's some awesome it, stuff.
1: It is. So, um, for anybody who doesn't know, um, each year I am part of the extra life, uh, charity, which is a charity in which all of the proceeds go to the children's miracle network hospitals, um, pretty much to provide care, regardless of financial Situation to children with cancer, all sorts of different situations, um, and with the whole COVID thing that's been still a lingering problem in the world, uh, that is kind of upped the demand for a lot of medical treatment uh, as beds are in short supply and everything like that. So this year we actually started our own charity team, the Elder Heroes. Uh, just doesn't even need to just be Elder scroll stuff, but it's just where we kind of community, you know, congregated to try to do some good as a group. So um, my portion of the marathon will be kicking off uh, with tales of Tamriel actually next weekend, October 23rd in which I will be starting the marathon by doing 20 hours of uh, elder scrolls based content um on my channel lotus of doom and i will be starting at 7 a.m october 23rd and we will be relaying throughout the team until monday morning at 3 a.m so all weekend long it will weekend. be yeah all weekend and um i know one of my um one of my buddies look Rick two three four five as well as arc i uh, have you know more Uh, interest with other stuff as well as Elder Scrolls. So if you're on the New World interest thing, I'm sure there will be some of that after my section of it as well. So if that's of interest to you, uh, we'll have giveaways and um, the creative director, Rich Lambert, will be joining me for a portion to do dungeons or trials or something like that on Saturday. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up, not this weekend, but the following one. So very exciting stuff. We've actually almost hit our first goal of, um, a thousand dollars for myself and the tails tag. Um, and we haven't started the marathon yet. And as a team, we are actually only $111 away from our $5,000 goal um, already. Man, wow. So it's going very well and we haven't even kicked off most of the people's marathons. So very excited. Um, even if you can't donate, don't, you know, don't feel like you can't help. If you have the opportunity to just leave a tab open for us while we stream, um, it actually makes a pretty huge difference. Generally my own channel, I just kinda, I have no schedule, so to speak, um, really outside of the podcast. Um, but during this, the more eyes that you can get on the marathon, the more likely somebody who is in a financial situation to donate can donate. So, um, yeah, if, if any of you uh, are free and around that weekend have internet access and wouldn't mind coming by, um, Lotus of doom on Twitch, hang out, um, maybe win yourself a prize of some type. We have all sorts of goodies that we're going to be given away when we hit milestones and everything like that. And obviously if you can donate, that's awesome too. So very excited for next weekend yeah yeah so definitely go check that out sounds awesome dude um that's yeah.
0: that's crazy that you guys are already so far along on your goal that's, that's we, awesome I, we're way above
1: any expectations these were our, like end goals and it's like wow this is <laughs> well, you amazing gotta, you got to come up with a like a next tier you gotta you yeah, gotta raise. we're it. gonna have to come up with some next years for stuff and so horrible things that we to to inspire people to donate to the <laughs> cause um cuz yeah it's it's interesting as uh the unofficial elder scrolls pages headed by pylon uh they also are part of the elder heroes uh, charity team um neither them or us have even had our marathons yet this year and we're wow. almost at our goal so it's like yeah, we're gonna need to get a bigger goal. You guys are all too generous. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we, That's a good problem to have. Our, yeah, we set our sights too low, apparently. So we'll just adjust. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, let's uh,
0: congratulations, and um, I'll definitely be there at least to check it out. If not, to oh, for sure. play some games with yeah. you guys. So.
1: You've always been there each year since I've met you. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on with the rest of the show. Yeah, we'll do it. Yes. Yes. You're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah 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 blah.
0: All right, so let's go back to the book Sithis and let's take that final line because it says A. Hermamora altadune Padome Lorcon Lorkhan A.I. A- a- I. So there's speculation on the Internet about this and there has been since Morwen came out. But more recently, there was a post. Uh, this isn't super recent. Eight years ago. So 2015, I believe, was when. What is time? Uh, 2014 um what 2014 is that eight years ago that doesn't make sense does it seven years ago seven years ago jan february 25th 2014 however many years ago that was yes yeah, seven, <laughs> seven and change it says eight on the post that's i don't know They're wrong. maybe red is doing wrong and, math yeah, wrong no, I'm, I, I don't know math anyway yeah um, <laughs>
1: It's still 2021. We don't need to rush it that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but somebody's speculating here, and uh, there's there's words in here that we don't know the what the meanings are, right? So there's speculation. Does do mean weapon? So uh, Hermamora can translate to hidden knowledge, right? Forbidden hidden knowledge. That is the weapon of change. Lorcan. That is I. Is maybe what that means. Okay. So forbidden hidden knowledge that is the weapon of change Lorcan. that is i
1: okay maybe that means something like that i'll allow it that that that's coherent (laughs) which myself included sometimes when you come up with a theory that you don't even get past that hurdle so like that 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 is i okay all right i i mean i'm not that that doesn't seem necessarily like something i'm like no i i absolutely not but, all right I'm, I'm down with that i can see that okay
0: okay so there's also some other other potential translations here because people are trying to figure this out in the post right so another concept is the hidden knowledge is the weapon and then pad home could mean it is often connected to the symbol of the scarab so Hidden knowledge is the weapon of the scarab. Okay. Who is Who is I? Okay. So then, then people extrapolate well, what about the connection of this connection of Lorcan is the scarab, the species of the dung beetle? There's some connection to this. Change equals Lorcan equals the scarab. So hidden knowledge is the weapon of change slash the scarab. Who is I? So this gets into the concept of the the representation of the dung beetle pushing around the ball of dung right the scarab pushing around the ball of dung right this concept of the scarab is the antithesis of the dragon yeah yeah all right i see where this
1: is going you yeah see okay. where this is going? I, do you follow yeah i see where we're going with that where it's yeah all right all right that that one that one seems like a little more of a stretch, but I, okay. I, I mean, again, it's, it's, th- there's enough connection to, um, Scarab's in, 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 you know, in lore as is that that it's like, okay, I could, I could kind of see that connection being made then if that's, that's the case that's, mm-hmm. That's still somewhat plausible. I mean, I'm definitely more of a fan of the first one so far, but right, right. And then people talk about how like
0: the uh, Lorcon, the N in Lorcon represents the new man, the Admoran man, and then the representation of Lorcon being pro man. Man is the representation of change, which is bringing down the concept of the world as designed by the Adra and the elves and the elves okay. right, and all of that, this all kind of works right, into breaking the cycle. Sure, sure we're about, the trying to maintain the cycle type right, of deal. Right. All of that whole concept thing. So this con, this whole idea of Lorcon trying to destroy that, which the Adra created in order to bring things all back to the
1: void again. Okay. All right. To see how that could I, work. Right. Yeah. again. Okay. I could see, I could see how that could, how that could go together sure um yeah yeah all right all right i'm on board (laughs) okay all right all right all right i'm on board okay i see where we're going with that
0: yeah so that 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 seems to i mean that thought path could, could make some sense but this whole idea of this hidden knowledge is the weapon of change that to me that that
1: seems to make sense this idea it does. that that's, like, that's kind of why maybe i, I connected with that It was like it came out swinging the most accurately to me right out the mm-hmm. gate where i'm like oh okay yeah i think that and then some of this other stuff is one just, isn't like, necessarily bad it's just like oh okay i could also see you interpreting that way too like may- maybe that is but the first one almost seemed like the most spot on at least from like a when you first read it that would be the first connection i would see as opposed to you know not that doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct but it's just like okay yeah that that one seems almost more overt than the other two which require a little more of a stretch to get to where you need to go not that they're wrong but it's just like there's a few more steps to get to where they're going as opposed to the first one right well and the first one matches the rest of the text this idea that it it does
0: Lorcan was equipped with this hidden agenda this hidden knowledge right and was brought into the world through Padme, in order sure. to basically sabotage the creation. That's a good point as well, right? So this this whole concept is is kind of fun because if if that's the case, then the spirits of like the whole Padmeic concept of Daedric spirits could make sense on some level, at least for some of the Daedric spirits. You could probably include. Lorkhan, uh, Namira that we talked about, Hermes Mora, maybe um, maybe somebody like Mephala. And uh, Chef in in chat puts, um, I've always associated the Night Mother with Mephala. Any thoughts on how mafala or maybe Boeth- Boethia are connected to Lorkaj? Maybe also Boethia, like yep there there could be some connections to some of these i don't think you could associate some of the others like i don't think somebody like even though molek bol seems evil or um right uh, but, dagon they seem they don't seem they seem too worldly they don't seem yeah, to want I, to destroy they seem to want to conquer and hold for themselves
1: right and and i mean i guess if you want to just get real literal uh what with mayruun's dagon being so heavily with change that's like the antithesis of being still, <laughs> like, and right? And it's not
0: changed he, to. I mean, it is destruction, but it's changed to create something else new. It, not exactly. To, it's
1: to and, and it's remove. it's constantly changing. Like right. that's the thing. It's once once the change has put somebody, you know, what one of the things in speculation on, you know, what did it have something to do with with the current, um, you know, uh, fall fall of the empire type of thing after the after the events of oblivion it's it, there's always change. It's like when somebody gets into power, okay, well now they're, now they're on top revolution again. Let's do this. Like, hmm. and it, it's like, that would be perpetual change with, with may Daga and uh, type of thing, which, which really, I, I it, yeah. at least fundamentally yeah. from one of his, you know, pillars really wouldn't work too well if you're constantly causing revolution.
0: Right, right. So, I I don't know that, like, Azura would make sense, Clavicus Viles, always trying to work out deals, Hercene, Jigalag slash um, uh, Sheogorath. Not, I mean, Sheogorath's crazy, but, like, they they need like Jigalag needs something to make order out of. Sheogorath right. needs something to make disorder out of,
1: right? Sure. Uh, sure.
0: Periite? Eh, probably not. Nobody likes periite. Sanguine? Maybe?
1: Just everybody gets into a drunken stupor and falls asleep.
0: But but (laughs) but that means that makes everything still. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. The the, hmm?
1: the connection to them starts becoming much, much more difficult to make, at least that I'm seeing. Like, I'm not seeing connections to those the same way you would potentially to um, Namira, or something like that. Right. But there
0: are a few that do seem more Padmeic. They seem more void birthed. Yep. And maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something about these Lorcan-like spirits, these Sithis-like spirits, that are that maybe there's something about them that is actually drawing the the souls and maybe creation itself back to the stillness of the void. And and could be. And and, and, and they're still working on say Lorcan's original
1: plan. Yeah, well, especially because with the potential Lorcon being so involved with everything, but so unknown by so many things as well, it, it's hard to tell where the tendrils of that actually reach. Because, right? right. I mean, even
0: and if, we if, if they were it, for this plan at all, like it, there, right. there is the if, thought that maybe he was actually trying to create something. Positive, you know, a, a world sure. for men and a place where people could actually have a thing, you know, like there, there is that theory as well. So this is assuming that the, he was like, you know, a a agent of destruction
1: <laughs> and trying right. to bring things back to the void. Yeah, very interesting. This void thing is—it's such a nebulous concept. So it's—it's like one of those weird in-universe, out-of-universe things, kind of in the same way that I always joke with the Dwemer. It's it's like they're this weird thing that's there, mm-hmm. and they're made of almost entirely questions. Right. And right. the Void has so little concrete to it, but, but it keeps getting seems like at. so many things are attached to it. But it keeps, it, it gets brought up, and it keeps getting right. brought and up it, and hinted at. Right, it's always there. But
0: it's not really, nothing's really firm. There's not really, it's exactly. more just like hey there's this thing hey there's this thing and it's like yeah but what is it we don't know but it's but there's a thing there though but there's (laughs) a thing and we're like okay but
1: what is it right and and every now and then you get (laughs) you you get these situations where you know well it it, you know when you're when you're trying to discuss something it's like well it's there well how do you know if you can't see it type of thing Mm -hmm. and with Elder Scrolls. A lot of times, the the benefit of of this is you actually do get to see the little bits of it. You actually get to see lots of it when you're in um, the entire Dark Heart of Skyrim season that happened last year. That you can go through and do through the Greymore chapter and uh, Markarth and that. Um, you you actually see a lot of the void. In fact, you probably have the most interaction with the void. I would say in the series? Yeah, but you still don't ever like you can't You never really, really just go like
0: go to the void because I would imagine no. that that's impossible. Right. But, but you get but to at least interact or see I mean you get you get to see the dark heart of skyrim, which is about as close you, as you can get to the void and you get to see the effects of somebody who is under the effects of the void.
1: And and you kind of see these um while you're down in Blackreach and you're kind of in these Areas that have been either not discovered yet or they're, they're you know, it's it's the vampire clans, like working with different things down there. You start to encounter these rifts that seem like they're mm-hmm. actually the void seeping through with what they're doing, which is like, OK, this is there's, there's a lot of something here. And it's tricky to put your finger on exactly what is happening concretely. Right, right. Yeah. So a lot of speculation. Um, so
0: again, this is another one of those topics that we don't really know for sure what's going on. So if you have thoughts about this and other references you want to share with us, please feel free to share them on the robots radio discord. We'd love to see your, your posts on this or, you know, tweet at us with some thoughts. We'd love to see that stuff. Um, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that you guys can share with us about this stuff. Um, also, uh, oh, I had another thought and it flew out of my brain. Uh, <laughs> chef in chat wrote, just found the time Lorcan was referred to as the Scarab by Boetha, and reference was made in the Cloak of Dirt being Mundus. It was in a sermon, yes. sermon 10 of the 36 lessons. The yeah. Six lessons of yeah, that That's actually
1: a really good find because it, when, when they mentioned that in chat, I was like that does sound familiar but i couldn't i had zero references to why that sounded familiar that's perfect yeah. all right so yeah, yeah that sounds like that the sounds like
0: a I thing yeah um so yeah cool uh well please share that stuff with us if you if you have any thoughts on what this could actually mean um I, the other thing that this makes me think about is rich uh in chat the other day or at least when when he was streaming i believe somebody was asking about or no no it was during the uh the big uh stream they had and he, oh. he said something about like this next season is going to be something you, none of you guys are going to expect, which makes me wonder, like, are they going, are they, are they going, continuing s- more with it? Are they continuing more of this void stuff that we're all going to be like, what is going on? Right, we because didn't know. What's, it wasn't we It no was completely about this.
1: purged at the end of it. Right. Right. Like that's right. Well, well, they, again, they used, you know, we they were they mentioned vampires. vampires. It's, it's, yep. There's more to it that right isn't necessarily just done they used <laughs> vampires and
0: werewolves and stuff to to tell us like oh we're going back to skyrim and it's gonna be vampires yeah. because that's like the thing we're familiar with right but had they said we're going back to skyrim to talk about the void we would have all been like the what okay yeah right so it's a dark brotherhood expansion <laughs> right like, this one's all about sithis we'd be like wait what <laughs> right yes yeah. so i don't know i guess we're gonna have to see but um i don't know i'm excited you know i'm always excited about a new season and where they're going with the story so for sure this will be exciting um Well, I think that does it for this episode. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Lotus, do you have anything else going on other than the
1: stuff that you're getting ready for in two weekends from now? No, that's that's just kind of the um, uh, that that's where the mainstay of my attention has been trying to just get all of that organized because these take a decent amount of effort to get going. Just organizing people and and actual events like this it's, it's definitely a lot of fun but oh boy it is it is a lot of work um, yeah, so yeah. that's where the mainstay of my attention is um for the for the time being actually actually we we didn't have a show since the last time but you joined uh you joined me over on tales of tamriel uh, two weeks ago with yeah Gunn, yeah, good old uh, old Gunn. Which, yeah which we had a great discussion over there um because at the moment, uh, um, what with all the excitement with new world and everything like that. And I stand by the fact that it's like, these are games. So like the idea to these <laughs> is they're supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not really playing elder scroll stuff at the moment, like why force yourself to do a show? You're just going to, it's not going to have the same enthusiasm. So both arc and pixie have been having a ton of fun in new world. So I not for any real reason. It's just not my thing. I don't care about new world. So <laughs> right, I'm right. Uh, yeah. It's just, Hey, what I'm glad people are loving it. It seems like it's, it's a lot of people's things. So, and it's very pretty. Um, but in the, in the <laughs> meantime, um, it's kind of like, well, tales of Tamriel is now headed by me. Um, so what I'm doing for the time being, uh, as a solo show, as when you started, you you're well aware before I joined, It's a little weird to try to just talk into the void. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I have been trying to um, integrate topics around the news um, on Tales with other hosts uh, or other guests from the community. And I mean, we already worked together, so that was a perfect fit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, have been kind of going on and this coming week, uh, I guess, uh, some hype for that. Um, the red diamond courier is going to actually join us to discuss the st- uh, state of PVP in ESO. Nice. So, yeah. So I'm going to have uh, both dog to bark and Bob Tushinsky from the network. They're going to join me over on uh, this week's tales of Tamriel. Yeah, get ready for a California accent oh yeah look it's just <laughs> it's both coasts at once because i can just i can go full bore into boston oh, and dude. you can just go all call you totally, to
0: california you should totally yeah
1: bob's <laughs> Bob's california comes right out it's so good <laughs> but uh yeah so that's that's really it other than my uh other than my organization of uh the upcoming charity event yeah dude that was so fun we had a great conversation I, oh that uh, was great I uh, let me know it.
0: if you if you want to you know if you need another
1: guest oh host, yeah or, i, you know, happy to come I was gonna say rest assured having another experienced podcast hosts. That's why you and pylon are great fallbacks because you're really good at helping organize the thing. Uh So that's, it It provides a a more natural flow, which, which helps. And that's the other benefit. There's so many people in the community that have experience with this too. Yeah. So like matching you, I mean, Maddie's like a natural because he streams so much. So he's used to it. Like, you know know what I mean? It's like,
0: it's it's, it's great. Yeah. Keep a conversation going is is for sure you know being in front of an audience and keeping a conversation going a, a flow of thought thing when you have to fill time yes. is and, and make it interesting is important
1: absolutely right. um, and don't yeah. get me wrong podcasting isn't like hard necessarily but like streaming in this it's it's always joke that it it's slightly easier than it looks <laughs> yeah but you still have to practice it the, yes there's a lot that go behind the scenes to prevent things that you will and everybody has their own natural things that they do right um right. my mine is a huge one of preventing myself from getting a uh, explicit rating on pretty much anything <laughs> i do yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah a lot of people try podcasting and they
0: don't they don't realize how hard it is until they actually do it, it and, and then they're tricky. like i didn't realize how many times i say uh and um and i don't i didn't realize how much of a gap there is between when i say things and i just stop <laughs> it's like right. Yeah, you have to pay attention to how how it, you speak and what you say. It really does matter, and it
1: comes down to practice. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's just it. It's like, and it it's really hard to ever completely fix it, and you just get better at it. Right. So absolutely, yeah. Well, let me know. And um,
0: speaking absolutely. of Bob, uh, he's he jumped into um, the uh, uh, Back for Blood game recently, and I've been playing it a ton since I picked it up early because you could get in if you bought like the deluxe edition, and I was like. I, it's it's basically left for dead 3.0 it uh, really just looks like left for dead 3 but it is way better than left for dead and I, I could go on for another half hour but why it's better a lot of people are like oh, it's not as good as left for dead no it is better <laughs> than left for dead for a number of reasons um and i loved left for dead so it's you know it's nice. hard it's hard for me to be like no this is actually better than left for dead it legitimately I've played I've played over 20 hours at this point it is legitimately better Holy than crap, left for dead when did that game come out it came out like two days ago, but this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Holy. I picked it up like Friday or Thursday because if you picked up the deluxe edition, you got it early. You got, you got to play early okay. and the deluxe, deluxe edition came with like the first year of content, all the DLCs and stuff. Okay. And I knew I was just, I played the beta. I knew I was, it's rare that I buy a game early, but I knew I was just going to buy it all anyway. And it was worth the money. So I was like, I get to play early and get all the extra content. So I I just did it, you know, Makes sense. I've been playing it. I put up a sniper build on my YouTube video. I've been playing it in the mornings when I stream. So I'm looking for people to play with. And Bob's like, yeah, dude, I'll play with you. And I was like, awesome. Yes. So Bob and I are going to be playing tomorrow morning together. Cool. Um, I'm looking for other people to play with me. I'm also since I've been streaming in the morning, I'm looking to this is my new goal. People have been hanging out with me. It's so it's so much fun playing playing games and just hanging out with everybody in the mornings. I've been playing and streaming every weekday morning. It's awesome. Today we got up to nineteen concurrent viewers, which is great for my stream. Like that's that's nice. awesome. Um, So, you know, when the Twitch, Twitch, when the Twitch, when the Twitch Twitch. links, leaks, words are hard when the Twitch leaks went out and all the, everybody saw how much all the streamers made and they were like so surprised, even though all you have to do is count up how many subs they have, which is public knowledge and multiply by 2.5 or $3.5. Yeah. Right. And it was like, well, duh. Um, The other information that went out is some of the code behind Twitch and one of the streamers who is a coder found that there's actually code in there and it shows that the platform doesn't really help promote your stream until you have a higher than 25 concurrent viewer average. Oh, interesting. Yes, which makes sense because something like 95%
1: of streamers don't hit that average right. (laughs) I would match a lot more than that. One of the things I probably really high. Yeah. So yeah, one of the things I originally saw if we're just, you know, kind of tossing around the analytics thing, one of the things that I was shown once, and I was like, wow, that is, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things. Anecdotally things seem totally different than they are statistically a lot of times. Yes. And, um, I believe it was actually 90, like if you are in the top 5% of streamers, Mm -hmm. That means you have more than five average viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something huge. Like, oh, it's and because was so
0: like, many people just try it and then they ne- never enemy. put any actual effort and then they never actually take the time to do it. But yes, so, yeah. So you're probably in like the top 99% if you have more than 25 concurrent viewers on average, right? And this is on average. So this would be like multiple streams over weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, average 25. So that means some streams you have 20, but some streams you have 30, right? Um, So anyway, this means that they're only promoting streams that have 25 or higher concurrent average viewers. So these are people who have done it for a while and are really doing well with it. So that's my goal is I want to be at least above that point so that things continue to take off. So, oh. this is my call out because I've been saying I've been saying like, "Hey, come help. Come help me out. Come hang out with my stream. Come in." And so here's my goal. If you're really good at lurking, if <laughs> you if you're somebody who goes to work in the morning and you know, I'm I'm usually streaming by 8:30 in the morning every weekday and you've got like an extra monitor up or something or just your phone on your desk, just pop in my stream. Come on, come on over and lurk. And here's what I'm going to do. If I hit an average of 25 concurrent Viewers for a week straight I will do a video game giveaway and we're gonna pick a winner and I'm just gonna give away Whatever game Ooh. the winner wants. So if you want if you want to jump in New World You haven't done that yet. You wanna jump in for Backward Blood If you haven't picked up ESO or Fallout 76 or whatever game is out there or some brand new game coming out this this fall Because there's a bunch of awesome games coming out if There's something coming out you want and you don't want to spend the money on it. Come on a come lurk in my stream I'll be giving away stuff also at the end of every one of my streams. I give away a stream loots pack which potentially could have a gift card for Amazon. People have won those before. Remember when I was doing the whole... the i do the quiz show uh, stuff so i still like i was gonna those. say one of the
1: quiz show things uh yeah. when we gave them away somebody did win yep. didn't they win like a 50 gift card or amazon or something like that it was, that? It was, it was an, it, i don't remember the amount but it was a it was, it a, was gift a, card a pretty decent sized yep. gift card it was like wow that's like a game
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah there you so, go so those those are on there um and cool. some of the cards and people can buy the the stream loots cards on the stream in order to play the cards uh and a lot of them do stuff on stream um some there's now cards in there for back for blood, which I've been playing every day and they make me do stupid crap in the game, <laughs> 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 which is which is really trolly, but hilarious. So anyway, that's my pitch. Come hang out with me and, it, you know, have some fun and help me help me grow the stream. So um that's all at twitch.tv slash robots radio. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, but anyway, that's a really long way of <laughs> explaining why I'm doing what I'm doing. But that's my goal. And I would love for you guys to come hang out with me. So. All right. That's the end of our show. That's it. We'll see you guys Hit. next week and then two weeks from now for our patron episode. So we're going to head out. Lotus, thanks for being here. Chat, thank you for being here as well. And we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe out there in Tamriel. It's a dangerous Bye, world. Everybody. There's lots of Guars. the your heads. All right. No, Guars are your friend. Guars are your <laughs> friends unless they're angry. <laughs> then their, mouth, their mouths are so big. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at elderscrollslorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESOLorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon.
1: You've been listening to the Robots Radio
0: Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. I shouldn't have said that about Guars. I love Guars. I just, just don't make them angry.
1: Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it.
0: You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there.
1: Have you ever wondered how deep the Older Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty on any podcatcher. Thanks for
2: listening, and catch you later in the Grey Maybe of Tamriel. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and Sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now.